Assalamu alaikum and peace be unto you and welcome to the male-female relationship series presented by the Southern Regional Minister of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad. This series is brought to you by Supreme Spring Water, Live Supreme, Be Supreme, Drink Supreme, Supreme Spring Water. And now let us begin our discussion of today's episode of the Male-Female Relationship Series. And it is our humble prayer that it will benefit you in your spiritual growth and development. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of the Male and Female Relationship Series. We have a wonderful program decked out for you today and we are super excited that you have decided to spend some of your time with us. But before we get started, we are open as we always do by calling on God in prayer. So at this time, please assume whatever position of prayer you find the most comfortable and we pray. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. In the name of Allah, the most merciful. All praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the world, beneficent, the most merciful, master of this day of judgment in which we now live. Thee alone do we worship and in aid do we seek. O Allah, guide us on the right path, the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed thy favors, not the path upon whom thy wrath has been brought down, nor those who go astray. Amen. Praise be to Allah. A little bit of a slip up there. But in the name of Allah, the Minister Merciful, there is no God but Allah Muhammad's Messenger. Once again, I greet you all in the green words of peace of Assalamu alaikum. I am your co host for the day. I got my brother with me today. Brother, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Praise be to Allah. Assalamu alaikum, family. My name is Brother Kashta, and I'll be a co moderator. Praise be to Allah. And we have a wonderful program, as I said, decked out for you today. We have, what, what, what's, what's it called? What's the theme, Brother Kasha? Is it, it's what has the what pestilence, has the pestilence done? done for your marriage? Mm, what has the pestilence, I think it was taught, taught. You, yes, sir. right, about marriage and self. Praise be to Allah. But before we do that, we have to hear from the assistant, regional assistant of our of the visionary of the male and female relationship series, Mr. Abdul Sharif Muhammad. We have his wonderful hard working assistant here with us today to give us words on behalf of him. So, Mr. Minister David, turn it over to you. All praise is due to Allah. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah who came in the person of Master Father Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever, and that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is the exalted Christ, and the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is the anointed Messiah in our midst. I would like to greet all of our wonderful viewers, our co-moderators, and our wonderful guests on behalf of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you all. Dear brothers and sisters, we welcome you to another 
wonderful broadcast of the Male-Female Relationship Series, which is the vision of our beloved student regional minister, Abdul Sharif Muhammad. He's the Southern Regional Minister of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and he's working hard to help to strengthen our marriages and in our family life. And so the goal and focus of this broadcast is to do just that. Because without strong marriages, we can't have a strong nation. And so we see that the divorce uh, rate is high in America. And we see many things that are happening that ill affect family life. And so this broadcast is vitally necessary to help encourage us and to provide necessary information and knowledge that will help to strengthen our families. As the Bible teaches, that our people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And so this knowledge, this format is designed to present that knowledge to help us in this specific area of strengthening our families in accord with the will and the way of God. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for tuning in. We look forward to a wonderful show. On behalf of Minister Sharif, I just want to thank our wonderful guests who sacrificed to be on the show today. So thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad. May Allah continue to bless you. I thank Allah also for our very capable co-moderators, and I turn it right back into their hands. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum salam, sir. Thank you so much, Brother David. And we do always appreciate and love to hear about the activities of the regional minister. So without further ado, family, we want to make sure that before we get into the gist of the show and get into the questions and answers, that we have a little bit of an introduction from both of our couples. So if we could get an explanation of uh, who you are, how long you've been married, how long you've been in the nation, registered in the nation, any positions you've held, or any occupations or hobbies you want to share with the audience today. We can start with Brother Anthony and Sister Karima. Assalamu alaikum, family. Waalaikum salam. salam, sir. So, uh, well, I guess to start out, Karima and I have been married for two years now. Um, I've been in the nation of Islam since 1997. I got registered around April of May of 1997, actually in Chicago, in Muhammad Mosque number 2B, West Side. Um, so, Karima, what, what year did you come in? I came, I, I came in in 1996, right here in Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> under Muhammad Mosque number 15. Yeah. And as far as posts, uh, I know I've been in a, uh, on the secretary staff both here in Atlanta, I currently serve on the staff of Student Southern Regional Secretary, Brother Sean Muhammad. I was on the secretary staff at Moss 2B on the west side. I also served in assistant ministry um, here in Atlanta under Minister Sharif, uh, Mr. Abdul Sharif Muhammad's leadership. He has allowed me to serve uh, as a church liaison. Um, he has allowed me to serve in a couple of protocol capacities as well. So I've had an opportunity to touch a lot of bases I've been here in Atlanta throughout my entire time in the nation. Mm. Praise be to Allah. All praise be to Allah. I believe if our brother, our brother Michael, if he's not here, then we'll go ahead and we'll proceed. And inshallah, the enemy can let our brother get back in. Well, not inshallah, we'll, we'll be able to get our brother right back in. Brother Hashim, yes, sir. Well, we have we have him back on the family, but. <laughs> there we go. As well, 
We have another computer. The other one acting up. Okay, okay. There we go. Overcoming <laughs> obstacles. That's right. Yes. So the question. Oh, pose positions. Okay. Well, um, I've had the honor of serving at the behest of our student Southern Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad uh, as a part of his executive staff. I've also uh, worked with Ten Thousand Fearless as well as um, People United for Change. I've also worked with Protocol, and I was the um, student protocol and uh, director for College Park, which is Muhammad Muslim 15B. And um, I've also served in student ministry. Um, and so <laughs> praise be to Allah uh, for whatever service Allah has permitted me to to give and present to our beloved nation. Praise be to Allah. Thank you so much. Okay, we have our other couple back online with a mic on sister Anika, Aniqua, excuse me. If we could get a brief introduction from the both of you, uh, how long you've been in the nation, uh, how long you've been married, any occupations you've held within the nation or outside, and any hobbies you wanna share with the audience. Whoa, okay. Assalamu alaikum, dear family. Well, I myself um, was born in the nation. I happen to be a third generation Muslim by Allah's permission. My parents, my uncles, um, my aunts, my grandmother, grandfather, all still in the nation. Um, and um, herself. Yes. <laughs> um, me, on the other hand, uh, since 2015, 10, 10, 15, that is when I, well, that was my first post, but I've been registered since then, so six years, and uh, we've been married six years. Um, yeah, so as far as what I like to do or what I'm doing, I'm currently studying to become a doula. I um, practice herbal medicine and create tinctures and different um, homeopathic medicines, and um, now we have a farm, so I am studying agriculture as well and farming. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And uh, we are the proud owners of the MSGLV farms that you may have seen on the um, during the Believers meeting um, during Savior's Day. Um, I myself am uh, kind of a jack of all trades. But what I just came from before I was let go due to vaccines, um, I was a regional operations manager for a company um, helping them to build their um, infrastructure here out uh, here in Pennsylvania in the construction field. Um, right now, I'm a student minister, student coordinator here, developing um, a new study group, which is Lehigh Valley Study Group. And uh, she's on maternity leave, so she can't help me in that way, but she's helping me in another way. So, Allahu Akbar. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Praise be to Allah. Okay. And family, I just want to say, if you were this close, because I'm on, I'm on the virtual platform, but if you were even this close, You'd be able to tell these couples are so so beautiful. Just 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 look at them. They're beautiful people. So uh, we don't want to waste any more time. Uh, but with that being said, the format for the show, if you're not familiar with it, we have questions rolling in from YouTube, Facebook, all other kind of platforms, Messenger Pigeon, and we're getting them to me and uh, Brother Hashim. And so we'll ask your questions to the guests, and then we'll get the answers and the information that you so desperately want to hear. So uh, that is the format. And before we cut to that session, we'll have a brief commercial and then we'll come back. So if we could, 
take a brief break. Are you prepared if you have to leave your home in case of an emergency? With a portable emergency bag, you would have the food, water, and supplies that you would need for a three-day period. Order your portable emergency bag today by calling 770-884-2085. Do you have a business or product that you would like to promote? Feature your ads in the Male and Female Relationship Series, Saturday 5 to 7 p.m. Email ads 4 Female series at gmail.com or call 678-744-7318. All right, family, here we go. Praise be to Allah. We're ready to get it. So uh, usually we would have a different setup. So I'm going to give the opportunities of the first question to my beautiful, beautiful brother, Brother Hashim. All right, let's go ahead and get started. We're back after that brief commercial break. So the topic for today, you know, is what has this pestilence taught you about marriage and self? But before we get into that, we want to, because you know, you're all married. You've been married for a little while. Before we talk about what the pestilence taught you about your marriage, I want to know how you even got to this point. So let's find out. How did you meet? Huh? Well, How did you meet your wife? How did you meet your husband? And what made you look at that beautiful man and that beautiful woman and say, that's the one? So let's 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 see. Let's go. Let me see. I see Brother Michael, you already off mute. So Brother Michael, <laughs> see, see what, what y'all got for that answer. Man, right? we just hoping that Brother Anthony, Sister Kareema could take that one first, give us a little template. <laughs> But um, let me start because this is a little more dynamic on my end. Um, and it's beautiful because it's a testimony and it's I'm obligated to share it. Um, I myself was married before meeting her or married when she and I met. The way that was, she was my supervisor at a job that I was working at. I had no eyes for her. I was happily married. And um, at the time, and uh, she knew it. No one, you know, saw me out there doing anything I wasn't supposed to be doing. I was happily married, and um, then I wasn't. And when that happened, a lot of circumstances started to change. And one who was just a supervisor telling me what to do in the job became someone that was more or less a friend. And then the friendship grew into where she took the teachings and we became um, interested and became husband and wife and then four children. <laughs> That's how it started. She was just my boss telling me how to, to do what I was supposed to do. And I was focused and uh, I didn't have eyes for her um, in that way. Um, then the eyes for her grew and eight years later, here we are. <laughs> so that's wow. just the dynamics on my end. Um, she may have another side how I, uh, you know, attracted her. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it exactly, it's exactly that, but um, pretty much, you know, he, he definitely came to the job. I was definitely a supervisor and he was just a, a beautiful individual, a great person. And I could definitely see something in him different than the average person. So then when things 
started to fall apart for him, it, he wore it, <laughs> to say the least. He, he definitely wore it. And it was like, come on, man, you are such a bright person. Like, what's going on with you? You need to get back, you know, to work. You, What's going on? You're not coming to work. You're not doing that. You know, so that was really what it was. I'm like, you know, missing out on this great employee, to say the least, and person. And then, you know, after learning a little bit more about what was going on and just continuing to try and push and motivate him, we, you know, became closer and closer. Let, and here we are. let it be very clear, family. <laughs> I wasn't married and then that happened. No. I was divorced and then mm -hmm. that happened. <laughs> that yes. is key. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was key. Yes, sir. Very beautiful. Right, right out of a romance movie. Yes, <laughs> right, 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 right out of romance. See, like something you were reading a book. Praise be to Allah. Praise be to Allah. Beautiful. Praise Thank you, family, for answering that question. So, Brother Anthony and Sister Karima, I see y'all smiling. Is now let, let, let's. What, what's your story? How did you meet? What made you say I do? Well, Karima and I met. I don't know what year it was, but we've known each other. Uh, in the Moz, um, we had the opportunity to work on a couple of community-based projects. Uh, we were both members of the United Die campaign uh, back in, I guess that was around maybe 2016. About 2016. But even before that, um, you know, we would see each other uh, around the mosque and just always very cordial to one another. You know how brothers and sisters interact within the Moz. We give each other the greetings. Pew. May open the car door, <laughs> and then we keep it moving. Now, at that time, I was married. Um, I'm, I'm remarried, uh, just like Brother Michael is. Um, and then the, the next project that she and I worked on was actually we worked with a brother who uh, was trying to establish a charter school. And he invited both of us to be on the board for the charter school. Now, at this time, I'd gotten divorced out of my first marriage, and I was actually on my own. Uh, living in downtown Atlanta. And so throughout the course of us being uh, on members of this board, we had a couple of conversations that started generally discussing things that was going on in the mosque or anything that was related to the board activities. And then it kind of turned slowly a little bit where it was known that there was uh, some interest in there, some mutual interest. Mm -hmm. And in between that time, even when I was married, Karima would call me um, because she was, I used to work for a, a local government, local county government, and she was interested in, uh, she, whenever she would apply for certain positions, she would reach out to me because I had relationships with the personnel department. So I would always try to, um, you know, see if I can at least get her in front of a hiring manager. But all of our interactions during the time when I was married, it was always uh, above board, always respect. There was never any inappropriate behavior uh, from either direction. And so we just was just brothers and sisters at that time. But yeah, so when we started working on the board together, um, we, we both expressed a mutual interest. And because we had had this history of knowing each other and we had an opportunity to kind of observe one another, not only in terms of what we did within the mosque uh, context, but also in the community, and we went through the courtship process. It didn't take long for us to to come to a decision. So we actually, we were in courtship probably thirty days. 30 days and got married. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it was like, look, we've been through this before. Right. Uh, Karima, she probably said that you know she was married 
before as well. And so we kind of knew what we were looking for. And I think more so we, we knew what we both needed to help us become the, the man and the woman, the Muslims that we desire to be moving forward. And so with that, we just checked down a list and I already had my list of what I was looking for. She had her list and we just kind of compared notes and we was like, oh, okay, this adds up. And, you know, it, it was a smooth process. And I just wanna wanna add briefly, at, at that time when we were both asked to work on uh, the charter school, uh, my children are living in Albany, Georgia. So we weren't even here in Atlanta. He was here in Atlanta. So our courtship was actually a long distance courtship. Um, and the time, I think I only saw him twice before we actually, um, before he asked for my hand from my mother and father uh, for us to be married. So the first time was when he came down uh, for Founders Day, which is a great place for those who are courting because you are surrounded by believers. And, and we just had a really great time. And it also caused us to focus on nation building, even in courtship. So it was a great experience for us to have. And then um, our second outing was like the next day, which was dinner with the um, student protocol and student captain of that city and just having dinner together. And then we were we were ready, you know, get it done. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Um, this is Farcon said it don't take a man long when he when he you know, if he's serious about what he's doing. That's right. That's right. That's and what I'm seeing serious. from both of you. Ma'am, that's the that's key. The, if he's serious, right? That's if right. He's serious. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And what I'm seeing from both couples is that just the way it happened, it was really a law, just guiding you right on into. You never yes. know how the God's gonna, uh, you know, gonna work or anything like that. Just so to all you sad single people, just. Be patient. <laughs> no, you ain't got to cry yourself to sleep every night. A lot got you. A lot got you. Stop sniffling. You know, I know, I know how it is, but be patient. God got you. So, Brother Kasha, I'll turn it over to you for the next question. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. Okay, family. So, uh, for today's show, we have the benefit of the theme also being in the form of a question. So, I don't have to take uh, too much uh, extra effort in asking what has the pestilence taught you about marriage and self? So we can go whoever wants to raise their hand first, or I can pick. No, we'll start with Brother Michael and Sister Aniqua. Well, that's a beautiful question because for us, we experienced the pestilence as it approached in a much different way than the surrounding environment, right? Mm -hmm. You know, December 2019, we moved here into this farm. And that was just a few months before the COVID hit America real hard, just really more like three months. So we went to Savings Day, you know, being new, brand new, first time home buyers and happy that we got something to call our own. And then other side of Savings Day, the minister speaking, here it was. Now you can't go here, you can't go there. But for us, the beauty was we didn't have nowhere that we needed to go because we had the 22 acres to keep us satisfied. And, the you know, we, we 
the pestilence, what it really taught us was this woman, for me, was a blessing because she took the, um, the environment and turned it into a heaven for mm-hmm. us. Yes, Not necessarily like, you know, she was out there working it all up, but she was. But what she did was she made it to be something real for me to know, man, we okay. I'm all right to know we ain't, I, if, it, if, it, if, they, if they close the border to the state and the city, I'm with the one who I know has my back and has the spirit of faith to know that Allah is real right here on this 22 acres, if not nowhere else. So, you know, I don't know what you got to say to that. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Thank you, baby. <laughs> um, really, it was giving birth in this house. Oh, yes. Yes, we did. Yes, she um, did. Praise be to Allah. Um, I gave birth to our uh, our second son in this home um, mm. out of three children, this is our second son, but I had two C-sections before. Mm. Because of the pestilence and everything mm. that was going on, it was, you know, the, the stress of thinking about going into a hospital. Mm. I gave birth March 14th. Mm. We, I actually went to Savior's Day. I was, what, 37 weeks? Yeah. 37 weeks. Shouldn't have been there. We went, we just, we drove. I didn't actually get to go anywhere. I stayed, uh, we had an Airbnb. So it was, it was beautiful. It was lovely. I had my sister-in-law. She was pregnant at the same time, but I gave birth right after, you know, three weeks after that or two weeks after that in March. And that was when everything was really, you know, really serious as far as if you go into the hospital, you might not, your spouse might not be able to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone's getting sick mm-hmm. that goes to the hospital. They are not sure how to uh, really help you. There, there isn't any things in place. So at that time, actually at Savers Day, we decided that I was definitely gonna have a midwife. I was definitely gonna try to give birth at home. And in that moment, just being able to look at my husband for that push and guidance because I was I was I was so ready to go to the hospital after I actually was in labor for five days. Mm-hmm. Active labor. Active labor. My water broke on a Tuesday. I didn't give birth to my son on a Saturday until Saturday. Mm. So the whole entire time, it was you know prayer and patience and prayer and pain and patience, and then at the end I was. I was so distraught, so done. And she was getting ready to see, pulled her. <laughs> she, she's there trying to get this thing on, you know, get this thing out. And she said, I'm, I'm going to the hospital. I'm, I'm like praying to Allah, please give her the extra strength because <laughs> the enemy, we can't go. We just can't go. And soon as she get ready to leave, something happened and we're done right here. Something happened. There was a picture of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the master and the messenger on this uh, um, uh, emblem that we received from doing the drill exhibition together that year for the 40th anniversary. Her eyes contacted it and my eyes contacted it at the same time. We didn't know, we both were speaking the same thought of, oh Allah, make this happen. And as that same moment, oh, it's coming. 
She did it right there in the squat position. The baby popped out of my hand and Allahu Akbar. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> Crazy. And, was and I wasn't going to do it. 30 seconds it. and Allah was with us. And that was. Yeah, That's that what was the, the pestilence taught us. That, that we was a team for real. Yeah. And God was with us. <laughs> All praise is due to Allah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for that beautiful answer. Uh, wow. Man. You need to write a book, family. R write a book. Yes, <laughs> write a book. <laughs> That's right. Prayers be to Allah. Thank you. All right. So, Brother Anthony and Sister Krima, I'll ask the question again. What has the pestilence taught you about marriage and self? Um, I'll start by saying the pestilence taught me, and this is even before it really kind of uh, turned up, if you will, I learned an important lessons about the importance of being equally yoked within this mission. And um, my wife and I, we both had the experiences of being married to non-registered members of the Nation of Islam. Uh, but prior to Savior's Day, we started getting word about this, you know, this pandemic. I don't even know if it was classified as a pandemic then. Yeah. It was definitely considered an epidemic. And so there was a notification that had gone out, I believe, from, from headquarters mm -hmm. that was giving guidance on what methods that believers should take to prepare themselves before coming to Detroit, such as getting masks, getting gloves, etc. And so the part about being equally yoked was important for me because she made the preparations when we were planning to leave Atlanta to, to go to the airport. She whispered in my ear, well, not whisper, but she told me, we have to stop by CVS before we go to the airport. So earlier on, just having somebody as a partner who shares this mission and not only is a registered Muslim, but really is seeking to follow the guidance that we are given by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was important. So on our way to the airport, we stopped, we got our masks, we got some gloves and I'm look. I'm feeling real crazy right now. I'm, I'm like, I'm channeling like my inner Michael Jackson or my inner Chinese person or something like that. I'm like, this feels weird. You know what I mean? I mean, we were in a car parking at the uh, uh, the parking lot at the airport waiting on the shuttle to get us to the actual airport. And we masked up, uh, gloved up, and I'm just like, this feels weird. And but the only one. But she 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 literally <laughs> led me through this process. And so earlier on, um also I, I guess a lesson in terms of learning how to submit, not that it's difficult for me because I'm not, I'm not made like that, but still when my wife is giving me something that's in alignment with the guidance that we get from the Honorable Louis Farrakhan to follow her, and if I forget, she reminds me. And so that's important. Now, although we got married on July 25th, 2019, we actually didn't have our uh, ceremony. We, we couldn't invite people until March the 13th. And so, Around this time, you know, we got back from Savior's Day. Uh, it was classified as a pandemic by then. And so people were like checking out, like, I can't come. I can't make it. Um, but just to have her to just to be a comfort uh, and just really understanding the importance of not only following the guidance of the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, but also most Honorable Elijah Muhammad in terms of, of survival kit. And so having her to just be like, look, we need to get water, we need to get beans, and we really working as a couple. Um, she was, you know, we would get these little small flower pots at the time we were renting a house, and we was already planting 
uh, uh, Swiss chard. We were planting broccoli. We were planting cauliflower and stuff like that. So just having somebody who can really be uh, 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 really a help me, like in a, in a real sense, uh, was was a blessing. And what it, I guess, what I learned about myself in, in this time is just how blessed I am. You know, uh, there's nothing in my life that that I think equals the value that my life has had because of her presence in it. Mm, yes, um, my life experiences is so much more enriched. Uh, uh, I feel it's tremendously gifted. Like now we we, we got 2.3 acres, brother Michael. We, we trying to come y'all way. But I mean, this woman ordered 20 hens. Like what? I thought we would just get like a couple, like two or three. She ordered 20 of them. So I'm I'm but I'm following her. Again, this goes back to what I'm saying. I'm I'm following her because I have complete confidence in her intellectual ability. She's a great researcher, but she's a Muslim and she follows the minister's guidance. And so now uh we lost a few hens, but now we have 14 hens that are cranking out eggs like. We got too many eggs now. It's like I don't know what to do. They they busting out the refrigerator, um, but you know this has been a beautiful, beautiful experience, and I, I'm so thankful to Allah to have this woman. I can't imagine, you know. I, I, and I'll stop. Before we got married, I was like, man, I, okay, I'm single. I got me an apartment downtown Atlanta. I'm finna. I'm about to live this pedestrian life, or I can walk to go get me some Starbucks, or you know, a slice of pizza, or something like that. And I was like, I'm about to do it. I hadn't been single since I was 24 years old, 25 years old. And then here she come along, just messed up my whole plans. You know what I mean? But when I, when I look at life as a single man living in proximity to whatever attractions in downtown Atlanta versus these 2.3 acres. But we have peace and quiet. We have this land that we are continuing to build upon. I'm so thankful that I wasn't such a fool that I would have tried to hold on to the single life and, you know, all of these so-called amenities mm -hmm. and stuff that come from living in a big city. And now, you know, I'm not we're not too far from Atlanta, so we can experience the big city life when we need to. But being here and being with her and being with our children has been truly a blessing. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. Sister Karima. Oh, wow. So I'm in absolute agreement with everything that Anthony shared. One of the things that I, I learned, uh, two major things. The first one is how much I truly enjoy his company. I know there are people out there that have been reporting since the pestilence. They running from their spouses and you know, loved ones, because they're spending all this time together. But I genuinely enjoy his company. Like, we have a really good time together. And, it's, <laughs> and so when people, you know, kind of share, like, I'm trying to get away from my spouse, I'm like, really? Like, what's going on with y'all? You know, because <laughs> I, I really, I really enjoy Anthony's company. Like, this is really my best friend. After Allah and his exalted Christ and Messiah in our midst is this black man right here. And and I, I love being with him. I love being around him. I love talking to him. I love reading with him. I love discussing the teachings with him. You know, just being able, it, it brings me a level of peace and joy and contentment that I can't even verbalize, you know? And the other thing is when you marry 
someone who, like what uh, Anthony was saying, equally yoked. There are things that we understand that need to be done and, and we fly through it. You know, it doesn't mean that we don't have um, challenges from time to time, but we don't have to worry about trying to convince each other about what needs to be done. And, mm. and just, you know, if you've never been married before to someone who you weren't equally yoked, um, it's, it's a constant battle. Even even on a on a surface even surface things it's a battle. Oh, he wants to go soldiering. It's a battle for him. You know. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to go to the mosque. It's a battle for me. You know. But when you're with someone who's evenly yoked, it's like, oh, you going soldier? Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, black man. Go after our people. Go after God's people. That's right. You know, I'm ready. I'm like, go ahead, babe. You know. But when you don't have that, it I tell you, it just makes life so much more difficult and so much more of a challenge than it really has to be. So I say all that to say that it reinforced that Muhammad's way is the best way. Yes, and and it, it reveals itself to us with every breath that we take. Praise be to Allah. Thank you so much for those beautiful answers, both couples. It looks like it sounds like to me, uh, the word of the day in regards to this question Unity. That's all you need. Unity. So with that said, I turn it over to Brother Hashim to move us along with the questions and answers. Praise be to Allah. Thank you, Brother Kasha. And thank you to both couples for such beautiful answers to our questions. So what I'm uh, hearing, because I, I think, you know, what I, I'm asking a question that I kind of already know the answer to, but I just want you to say it out loud so the audience can get it, you know, because this pestilence has been to many people kind of like a, a punishment, a scourge, you know, they've been running around screaming with the head cut off, it's terrible, right? But from what I'm getting from you is that to a degree, it's been a little bit of a blessing. So what I'm trying to uh, ask is, would you say that your marriage has actually, is actually stronger after the pestilence than it was before. So I'll direct that question towards, but, and if so, you know, why you've gone into a little bit, but you know, you know, we, we got to milk it. So milk it a little bit. Give us some. Yeah, sir, brother, that's, that's a beautiful question. Um, because when you look up the word pestilence in the word pestilence, there is pest and a nuisance, you know, something that can be an annoyance. And God is doing this because something on this planet is a nuisance to what he's trying to deliver and bring. This has been an absolute blessing for us. In the midst of that which is a, uh, uh, an attack on the enemy, it was never meant for those who was God's children, Come those on. that he came for to deliver them. So when I, you know, I was going to work, I was working in Brooklyn in the middle of the pestilence. It was the epicenter at that time. And I was traveling from here to Brooklyn, which is about a two hour drive. And on the way back and turn into four hours drives from Brooklyn to Pennsylvania. And in the midst of all that, my, my wife, she can remember, I would sleep at the job just so I wouldn't bring whatever was there back home. I stayed almost, I think one time, almost a Close to a couple, what a week almost, 
about three or four three days. or four days sleeping stay away from me <laughs> yeah well i can't stay too long right but all of that was the reality of what was god's doing but when it it when it really got real and we knew that you know i had the, the job turned upside down the company was gone i'm like oh where i'm gonna get this money from and then just like sister karima said equally yoked she didn't say oh misery Oh, what are we going to do? She said, we got all this land. Let's start doing something. Let's put something together. Let's All that being an MGT and GCC made the FOI come right back into full effect. My faith couldn't even get a chance to get weary because God was working through her when I was feeling a little, oh, my God, like how folks provide. We just got this place. And times it was, you know, it may have switched a little bit. But, brother. I thank Allah so much. I wouldn't even take this back because if it wasn't for the pandemic, I would not have seen the full potential of Allah working through her. I would have seen what my eyes would have saw. But he made me to see her and then go deeper inside her to see that which was the secret. It was no longer so much of a secret, brother. For me, that's for me. So it was a blessing and it still is a blessing. I'm saying, shoot, COVID stay. <laughs> <laughs> doing what you gotta do i know it ain't here for us i haven't been tested for the covid i haven't had a cough not a sneeze i refuse we all medically you know we refuse the vaccine but i said if i can't trust and we know we can't trust the enemy for the vaccine why will i trust them putting something up my nose so i said no i wasn't doing any of that and for the for this year and a half into two years by Allah's permission we haven't had a cough, a sneeze, a headache, nothing. I've had more of a sickness before COVID than during the COVID. So I, mm. I, I'm thankful to Allah for it. That's crazy. Wait, bro. Michael? Same question. Yeah, and, and with that being said, it's, it's like um, we're not going out getting, getting medicine. With the pestilence, I'm go making ahead, it. Go ahead. She's making it. Come on, <laughs> you know, come on, come on. I'm, you know, we're 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 studying things and making stuff and doing buying farm animals off of a whim. Mm. Sister got mm. 20 chickens. He had he had already did all of it. He got the chickens, cows, we had horses, we had a whole bunch of different things. And then after, you know, he had his fun with that. I said, you know what? I like chickens. So then I bought me. A set of thirty chickens, that's <laughs> chicks to start out with. Yeah. Things I'm, 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 a, I'm not from the nation. I was not born in the nation. This was never, ever, 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 ever. She don't. She didn't mean like insects, <laughs> brothers and sisters. Something that I would consider for myself. My family sees me now, and they're like, "Oh my God, you, you can kill bugs. <laughs> you, you, you touch dirt." Mm. You're, you know, you're playing with animals. Like I always loved animals, but I mean, you talking about farm animals and and cleaning up waste and being out there and gardening. I hated gardening. Mm. My mother mm. always had, you know, was gardening, and I always hated it growing up. And now mm. 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 I'm I'm at such peace, being comfortable, <laughs> comforted. Mm. By the grace of Allah, that my husband saw fit to say, babe, instead of us getting a half an acre house, mm -hmm. we need two. No, you know what? We need 10. <laughs> you know what? Oh, I found 22 acres. Praise be to Allah. What do you think? 
Um, okay. She said, her, I, she said I, I, that's I a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what a lot wants us to have, then that's what a lot wants us to have. Because if it was up to me, mm -hmm. before the thought came into him, you know, through a lot, that definitely was not something that I would have seen for myself. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just think a lot for the pestilence, for the, the whole experience itself, to see the strength in him, to see mm -hmm. the strength in myself, to be so able well. to push one another to do the things that we never saw ourselves doing, or even to be able to sit back and allow each other to grow and not second guess or have a, a thought or a, a critique on something that you want to do for yourself or experience for yourself. I don't have any critique or criticisms to, if you're going to do it, go ahead, babe. Mm -hmm. Get it done. Go ahead and try it. Why not? But before, boy, let me, tell you know, you. there was always <laughs> that doubt like, well, hmm. <laughs> but now it's all about doing for self and becoming our better selves. Yes. So, Praise be Praise to Allah. Allah. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Beautifully answered, family. Wonderful testimony. Okay. Brother Anthony and Sister Karima, same question. Would you say that this pandemic has made your marriage stronger than it was before? Uh, I would definitely say it's made it stronger. Um, we didn't have much of a what do they call it? Like a runway in terms of when, when, when the plane is about to take off, our runway was already kind of short before the, 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 the pandemic started. So it was almost as if our marriage has really come into being in the midst of it, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm. the few months that we had on the front end before, before, you know, uh, March and April of 2020. Um, a couple of things that come to mind, uh, of course, and I just can't iterate this enough, having a wife who not only believes in the teachings and uh, in the guidance coming from the minister, but who in our household is one who works to instill and institute every aspect of what we've been taught and trained into the household environment is very important. Um, it's one thing to be, you know, alone as the sole carrier of these ideas and, and the willingness to follow these teachings. But when that is instituted in the actual household, it's an entirely different experience. I was able to see that with my wife. Um, a couple other things. We actually both came down with COVID um, this past summer. Um, we were both hit with it at the same time. And so... I think even going through that process together um, and, and trying as best as we can to care for one another, trying to keep the children at distance and coming on the other side, I think that uh, I believe really added some strength and some sense of resilience to our relationship, having gone through that kind of a challenging uh, experience by Allah's grace and mercy, neither of us had to be hospitalized as a result of coming down with COVID. But I know for me, I, I was having some tremendously painful headaches. Um, and, you know, we both had our share of symptoms, but by Allah's grace, we made it through. And to kind of touch on what Brother Mike was saying, this year has been uh, 
difficult. Uh, we have some difficulty financially just trying to, to, to get through. Um, and my wife has been kind of like, and I remember uh, Dr. Wesley, he did a lecture here in Atlanta and he talked about uh, Isis breathing life into Osiris uh, through her words. Is that correct? And so there were times when I felt like, man, I, I was def deflated, not quite defeated, but probably close to it. And um, and she would speak words to me that really allowed me to to get back up and, and to be reinvigorated. And even in the midst of things kind of looking uncertain, there are certain experiences that she would just encourage me. And it would be, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're encouraging me, but this is very uncomfortable. Like my wife, her, her mind, and in 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 how expansive she is in her thinking is beautiful, but it's, it's always challenging to my comfort zone. And sometimes she's so forward thinking, I'd be like, stop, hold, hold on, <laughs> this is beautiful and all that. But, but the thing is, the thing that would make it sort of uncomfortable is I'm so focused on our present reality that I couldn't see where she was seen. And so uh, she was trying to get me to, not in her own way, not to just be focused on the present, on the here and now. Put position yourself through taking class. I took a class, I went to Vermont for three weeks. Never been to Vermont. And I was by myself learning certain skills on how to use my hands to build. And it was because of her. You know, literally, before I got that opportunity, she called me on the phone with one of the recruiters and it was like, talk to Rachel. I'm like, who is Rachel? <laughs> Called Rachel, and Rachel turned out to be one of the people who helped me get into this program. And so, just following her, she, she's really been. And, and I, I, I don't take any. Uh, it's not a, uh, an affront to my manhood or my ego to say this. I've taken the lead from my wife in certain respects, and just her willingness to go and try to pull me into areas that really are causing me to expand my thinking. I'm, I'm definitely not the same person that I was when we got together. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I feel like I'm becoming a, a different person and a better person as a result. And like my sister was saying, I'm planting trees, fruit shrubs, and she's like, oh, you can do it. I'm like, no, I can't. Stop telling me I can't. I can't do it. Yes, you can. And lo and behold, she's right. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's been a, a, a tremendously uh, life affirming. It's been definitely been a growth process. So yes, this pandemic has been exceptionally great for us as a couple. Mm. Praise be to um, I, I see something in my husband and I saw it in our courtship. And I think Sister Aniqua could bear witness to this. When you see something in your husband the minister teaches us, I believe it's in Know Your Role, that we have to mine it out of each other. We have to mine it out of each other, regardless if, if, it's, if it's something that my husband has an interest in. And let me say this, when it comes to him going to Vermont, I didn't care if he had to be gone for six months, a year, or 13 years. If that is going to help to equip him with the necessary skills to build this nation, I will see you, babe. Mm. And there will be nothing but love upon your return. So whatever it is that we have to do for this for nation building, then that's what we should be found doing. And I will tell you, this black man planted 88 fruit trees and shrubs on this property. 
we have an orchard by law's grace and mercy. So I'm not, I'm not speaking out of words. I'm not speaking into the wind. I'm speaking into a God. So That's it's right. For us to understand who we talking to. That's and right. I, I'm appreciative. So I, I got off of the question. The question was what I, <laughs> what is it that I see? I just had to say that to, to, to share that based upon what my husband was, was sharing, because I don't want anybody to have the impression that he is not who he is. Because um, if he were not, then there would be nothing for me to say. And that's real. I'll keep my mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm sorry, what was the question that you wanted us to speak to, brother? <laughs> has this uh, pestilence made your marriage stronger than it was before? Yes, it has indeed made it stronger. And, and actually, both of us in the beginning, because... Um, when I'm not here at the orchard, I'm a professor. So I was teaching on campus and we had I had to come home and start teaching online. And my husband at that time was working with a pharmaceutical firm. He was on the campus of that company and had to come home and work online. So at first, everything was was gravy. We were able to kind of do what we needed to do. But as these companies started you know, going into their upheaval, which is all prophesized the fall of America. Um, we started, you know, things got real shaky. Our situation is not unique in that way. But but one thing I, I will say briefly, just to kind of wrap things up, it allowed us the quiet time to really explore what we really want to do in terms of legacy building as a couple. We actually contracted a sister to do a future family strategic plan to help us plan out our next five years, 10 years, 20 years. What is it that we want to see for ourselves and for our children? And so it really gave us great time. But if we were working like how you normally work when there was not a pestilence, we wouldn't have had the time to do that. It would, have, it would have been a struggle to get to the point where we could really start to entertain and, 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 and start to uh, ideate what we see in our future. But because of the pestilence and having been quarantined, having been brought into our chambers, it allowed us the time to do that. It allowed us the time to talk to our children and find out from them, well, what is it that you really want to do? What is, you know, what goals do you have? We started doing vision boards. You know, and we help and inspire each other. We keep our vision boards around, posted up around the house. And we encourage each other. Oh, you said you want to do this, that this is your goal. It's right here on your vision board. Did you make such and such goal this month towards your vision? You know, and we wouldn't have been able to do that at the speed, at the rate that we were able to do it by law's grace and mercy if it were not for us having been brought back to our chambers during this pestilence. Mm. Praise be to Allah. Thank you so much, Brother Anthony and Sister Karima. Beautiful answers. And, and I, I'm, I'm still stuck on that. Eight, you said 88 trees? 88? <laughs> and, 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 and it wasn't full slavery? It might be a little bit yeah. of yeast in that number, brother. But uh, uh, you, 80, 88 trees, unforced slavery. <laughs> <laughs> we owe it all to Brother Eric because that's right. 
He told Brother us working like a Hebrew slave. He said, he's <laughs> have an orchard with 10 trees. He said, I don't know if you orchard that's 10 trees. Yeah, it's your fault. It's your fault, man. So he, <laughs> he's still. I said, you know what? You're right, Brother Eric. Honey, we got to plant more trees. All this, all this we talk, right? <laughs> Oh, this we stuff. There ain't no we. It's me. <laughs> Praise be to a lot. What? Well, my brother, I, I, I'll come. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll come be Harriet Tubman, and we'll, 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 we'll get you escaping down around railroad. Oh <laughs> they, they got you working oh like a slave. <laughs> praise be to. There's a little bit of humor, but I'll praise be to a lot. But Akasha, I turn it over to you. Oh yes, sir. But yes, I wanted to say. I mean, it, it must be beautiful uh, for both couples to just walk out and see. Yeah, I, I planned all that. Yeah, that's all mine. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, family, we're nearing the halfway point of the show, and we've uh, gotten so ingrained and and so involved in your answers that uh, time slipped up. So we only have so much time until the break for our commercial at uh, six o'clock Eastern. So if we could get one last lightning round question in briefly from both couples, if we can, if, if not, we'll come back after the commercial and we'll let the other couple answer. So the question is, what are the best ways to overcome some of the disagreements that we're seeing at this time? And we can start with, we'll start with brother Anthony and, and sister Karima this time. Um, I would say, and it's, it, it may sound simple and, and it can be, I think, oversimplified, but just really strengthening ways of communication. Um, and when I say ways of communication, what I'm meaning is it's not necessarily always just, you know, of course, we can talk and we can share with one another, but sometimes it's, it's a time to do it. It's a certain type of, uh, uh, I would say, spirit or an environment that may be more conducive to these conversations. Um, and we employ different tools. We uh, shout out to Brother Marcus and Sister Cecilia, the marriage yes. keepers, um, for, for what it is that they have to offer for all of our people, not just registered members of the Nation of Islam. Um, things that we can watch on, you know, movies that we can glean lessons from or, you know, videos and stuff or books. Um, but is and also learning because we even though we've only been married for two years, so it's still a learning process. We are still very much learning about one another and what our respective styles of communication are. But one thing I, I love about my wife is that anytime there's a, a thing, something that's bothering her, uh, whether I'm I'm at fault or a certain dynamic that's present, she always addresses it. She does not allow things to just fester. She will address it. She may take time, but she will always address it. And to me, that's been a great asset uh, to us in this time, is just to always talk about whatever it is that we're thinking and what we're feeling. Praise be to Allah. Yes, sir. Sister Krima, anything to add? Yes, I would just say one uh, one of many things that, that my husband does that really helps us really to avoid a lot of conflict is... He, his his temperament is such that even if there is something that is unpleasant that needs to be discussed, he don't blow up about it. You know, 
<laughs> you know, some people don't have the emotional intelligence to process um, issues or concerns that have an emotional charge to it. Mm -hmm. But his temperament is such that even if he is upset about something, it, it does not become an accelerant for something that cannot be addressed, right? So it even if I have to wait a minute, because I, I know him well enough to know when he's upset, it still doesn't become a volatile situation. And I think that has been um, very, very helpful in us avoiding, you know, fights and, and, and other things, because we don't fight. Praise be to Allah, we don't fight. Um, we'll have disagreements, but we won't fight. And I think a large part of that is because of that. And then also he's an excellent listener. So even if I am saying something, he'll say, okay, so what I'm hearing is this. Is this what you mean by this? And then it causes me to sit back and kind of think about it. Oh, you know what? He's hearing that differently from how I'm saying that. Let me, let me phrase it a different way. And then that allows us to get to the root of what is attempting to be communicated before it becomes this disagreement and, and turns into something it doesn't need to be, right? Um, so I, I appreciate those two things in terms of us being able to avoid, you know, disagreements like that. Yes, ma'am. All right, brothers, listen in. Uh, learn to be a better listener uh, and you'll, you'll get farther, much farther. And we'll have the, the answer from Brother Michael and Sister Aniqua as well. Uh, and then we'll cut to commercial. So, Again, the question was, what are the best ways to overcome disagreements in the time that we're living in? Hmm. You want to answer, start? Um, sure. You Go ahead. <laughs> um, one thing that I have learned uh, just in our time of being married is that I have to know my limits. Hmm. I... Can, I can start to understand and try to understand, mm -hmm. even though I, I feel like I know, I do know, I know mm -hmm. his limits, but it for myself, I have to know my limits. Mm -hmm. So when something is brought to me to know how I'm going to respond mm -hmm. when I hear it, knowing if it's something that Maybe, okay, is a sense sensitive something to me where I can kind of say, babe, not, you know, not right this second. I don't have all of the attention that I can give to this because <laughs> I know that it might be some something that's sensitive to me that requires time or a different time. Um, also, with knowing him, I have to know when, if I bring something to him, if it's going to be received the way that I think I'm saying it, because I know that his mind is going to say, you're, you are saying it this way. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. So then I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe I didn't say that right. We'll come back to it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to it. And um, that's, that's always, it, it's definitely worked for me with, you know, spending so much time together in these recent, you know, these past years, we've been really close, really, really close, especially with, you know, in and out of jobs and, and different things and then being here um, and, and doing a lot of things together, outside, inside, what have you. So sharing a space, we had to, you know, come together a little bit more with understanding how to deal with one another. Mm. On top of 
just understanding, just sometimes being silent and listening to what's being said and just really taking it all in and listening like the minister does, right? We hear, I've heard so many times on so many different occasions that the minister, regardless of how long someone is talking, the minister will listen to the person's entire explanation of whatever it is, right? And he'll wait to respond, not necessarily thinking of what to say in response. He'll actually take it all in first because I know for myself, Sometimes you, you're, you're thinking of what, how you want to respond to someone when they're talking. So then you miss parts. So then I've started, I've learned, not started, but I've learned to just slow down my thought and listen completely so that I can have a complete understanding before I respond to something. And then by the end of it, maybe, maybe initially when I'm first hearing the thing, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't like how that sounds. I'm not sure if I like that. And then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, okay. So you were, you were, you were leading me into what you were trying to say. Now I get it. Now I can respond and not feel like I'm being emotional or <laughs> I'm taking it the wrong way. Because if I would have answered or responded beforehand, I would have been irrational or emotional because I had the wrong perception of what he was trying to convey to me. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Wow. I mean, she said it all. <laughs> that was one of the reasons why I wanted her to start because in her starting was the answer. The answer that I have is, you know, neither of us are perfect, but it's a saying, how can you love God whom you've never seen and hate your brother whom you see every day? Well, you can say that in so many ways. How can you have faith in God whom you have never seen and have zero faith in the one who's next to you as your companion whom you see and live with every day? The disagreements can, can have an effect on your faith in one another. The disagreements can have an effect on how you perceive their love for you. But how could you do such for God who you ain't you haven't even met him, or have you? Inside your wife, or inside your husband, you're meeting them every day. You're laying down with them every day. You're bringing ideas to each other every day. So if you come to a disagreement, then what you need to reflect on, what I reflect on, is the goal. Like Sister Karima said, that vision. I come from a, of a come from through a divorce, so I know what my vision is. My vision is I want to have a wife who I will grow old with. That's what I want. I want to be able to say that, man, I've been married to her all these years. And look at the grandbabies and the great grandbabies. I want to see the legacy from our sacrifices. So my vision on the goal, even in a disagreement, I might not be the best sometimes. And I'm just being honest. But my goal is... Ah, She's my mentor and I'm okay with that. She has a mind that God can enter into and may not have entered into mine. I'm okay with that. And if God placed something in her that he did not place in me, why? Because he wants me to see something in her that is going to build me. And if I reject it, 
then guess what? All of the disagreements will turn into greater disagreements. I'll be right back at another broken marriage again. I didn't want that. So now the disagreements is not so much, oh, we're going back and forth. It's a science. Some things work, some things don't work. But do you want it to work or do you want it not to work? Do you want success or do you want no success? I want success. So if I know we disagreeing, why is Allah bringing us to a disagreement? Because he wants us to come up with the mathematics to find a way to agree. So that's what I do. I just keep my eyes on the prize and she's the prize. She's my mentor. She's the one that's shaping me with the last permission. I can say that not it don't have any effect on my manhood because it wasn't for a woman. I wouldn't be here. So I look at her and say, oh, praise is due to Allah that he is in her mind in a way that he's not in mine sometimes because sometimes I don't have it all and I be reaching. Why reach when you could just go right here? <laughs> praise oh, me. Praise me to Allah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm, mm, mm. Summed it up beautifully. All, all four of you summed it up beautifully. And uh, you can definitely tell the student ministers rolling through the room. <laughs> With that said, we will now cut to the commercial and we'll come right back and we'll have uh, the closeout starting to begin. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Male-Female Relationship Series broadcast, which is the vision of our beloved student regional minister, Abdul Sharif Muhammad, the southern regional minister of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and the Nation of Islam. Support Rise Magazine. Rise to the peak of greatness. Order your copy today by going to www.risemagazineco.com. Support Supreme Spring Water by going to www.supremespringwater.com. Purchase the books by Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad by going to www.abdulsharif.com. Purchase the new book, The Holy Quran and the Nation of Islam by Brother David Muhammad by visiting Quran19.info. Order your Ambassador of Love pen today by going to www.abdulsharif.com. Are you prepared? Order your portable emergency bag by calling 770-884-2085. Order your Now Journal by visiting www.nowjournals.com. Support ZM Demolition and Abatement by calling 404-913-7896. Get your unlimited high-speed internet and home phone service by calling 770-709-5533. Join the 10,000 Fearless by calling 404-437-437. 0608. Come by the Ark and support a collection of Black-owned businesses located at 3638 Camelton Road in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information, call 404-963-1078. Also at the Ark, support Blue Seas Express and Catering 
fundraising dinners every Friday and Saturday by calling 404-963-1078. Join the Nation of Islam in the Southern Region by calling 470-291-9760. Tune in to the national broadcast of the Nation of Islam every Sunday by visiting www.noi.org forward slash webcast and thank you again for tuning in to the male-female relationship series broadcast. All praise is due to Allah, and we are back. So, family, if you have been enjoying this wonderful episode of the Male and Female Relationship Series, which we know for a fact you have, otherwise you wouldn't still be here, then please donate to the Male and Female Relationship Series. If we can get the cash app going, that's cash tag for male female series hashtag for male female series. And I want to read something to you from the Holy Quran. It says those who in charity spend of their goods by night and by day in secret and in public have their reward with their Lord. On them shall be no fear, nor shall they grieve. You know, why should I have no fear or grieve if I donate to the male female relationship series? If you donate to the male and female relationship series, that means that you're supporting us and we get to continue and you should have no fear or grievance for your marriage if you're donating to the male female relationship series because you can just turn around, turn on your phone and get some divine guidance from those who are guided by the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. So have no fear for your marriage, donate a dollar, Donate $2, $10, $100, whatever you are, whatever God has put on your heart to spare so that we can continue to run this beautiful program. But with that, I turn it over to you, Brother Kasha, to take us further in. Yes, sir. Now, for one of my favorite parts of the show, we get to hear a word from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So we're going to go over to Sister Andrea, who will give us some words from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Thank you, Brother Kashta. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Our iniquitous, iniquitous behavior is a pestilence on the earth. So God answers with a pestilence. His anger is at a point where he has to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. So punishment from God's pestilence is to turn against you the things that you depend upon for your sustenance. This comes from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's The Criterion. Oh, man, <laughs> those, we have to take those words and govern ourselves accordingly. Back to you, Brother Kashta and Brother Hashim. Thank you for listening. Yes, All praise is due to a lot. Thank you, Sister Andrea, for that wonderful quote from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Anytime we get to hear anything from him, whether it's by quotation or physically, it is certainly a blessing. So at this time, family, we're nearing towards the close of our show, and we want to get some closing comments, 
closing remarks. I don't want to say last words because it makes it seem like you like you're dying. You're certainly not doing that. So let's get some closing comments from our wonderful couples who've imparted us with so much wisdom. So let's hear from our wonderful couple. Let's hear from Brother Anthony and Sister Karima. Give us your closing comments for the day. Well, uh, once again, I want to, uh, well, I didn't say it, but let me say it now. I want to thank Brother Student Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad for extending the opportunity for Karima and I to once again be guests on this beautiful program. Uh, thank you to you, Brother Hashim and Brother Costa. Uh, and Sister Andrea, um, and all those who are involved in, in putting on this uh, wonderful production. Um, I just want to say that I uh, am so grateful um, for my wife. And one thing that when Sister Andrea was reading the words from Alma Lewis Farrakhan that came to mind is, I'm so thankful that when it comes to this vaccine issue, that I have somebody with me where there's no, there's no debate. It's not, it's, it's like a non-issue. The minister says we're not taking it, so that's law. There's, there's no, you know, it's no tension where we're concerned in terms of jobs or school or anything. By law's grace, both of our children attend Blackstone Academy, uh, run by Brother Kenneth and Sister Anita here in Atlanta, a Muslim school. But I can't imagine. The, the additional stress of just having to navigate some kind of cloud of confusion as it relates to, should you take the vaccine? Should you not? You know, so just to know that I have a wife who is right in accord and right in step as best as she can be, as best as we can be with the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the guidance of the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. And I just want to say to all my brothers, you know who I know you are, man. You've been single for too long. Why are you denying yourself the opportunity to fully become the man that you desire for yourself to be? And you know one thing, and I'll say, and I'll end this on this, Brother Hashim and Brother Kasha. Sometimes, and I talk to brothers, I've had conversations with brothers that's in our ranks, in our nation. And when it comes to the kind of woman that they desire to have as a wife, you know, they talk about, I want a woman who makes the best bean soup, she cooks well, and she looks a certain way. I never hear brothers saying that I want a woman who's going to help me be the God that Allah has created me to be. Mm -hmm. And it's so unfortunate, brothers. Brother Michael, you said it so beautifully, man. Mm -hmm. There's another aspect of God that we can only realize through her. So I have to ask my brothers, who are you really trying to become? Why are you aborting willfully aborting this part of your developmental process by remaining on the sideline of life and not tapping into the MGT class, what Allah has gifted us to have in our lives. And I can't imagine going through this experience with anyone other than an MGT. And so I'm so grateful to Allah to have my wife and I'm grateful for what the Honorable Lord Farrakhan has taught us of what our role is and the value and the importance and the divinity of marriage. Yes, beautiful. Praise be to Allah. I, I would also like to thank uh, Student Minister Shir Abdul Sharif Muhammad for allowing us the honor and the privilege of being on your platform. Um, and I want to thank both of the hosts, Brother Hasta, Hasta, Kasta. Kasta, Kasta. Pardon me, yes, Brother Kasta, pardon me, brother, and 
uh, Brother, I can't see your name, and Brother Hashim. And I want to thank my brother Michael and Sister Shaniqua for everything Aniqua. that you, I'm sorry, Aniqua, for everything that you love. I'll butcher your name, pardon me, Sister <laughs> Aniqua, uh, for. <laughs> for uh, everything that you have shared in this program. Cause know that, you know, even as us being guests, we're also learning while we're on here as well. And so we definitely have learned a lot and prayerfully we can continue that conversation. There's so much I know we can learn from y'all, from y'all 22 acres. We wanna come see y'all. Yes, cause the learning curve is steep. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, I, I just really thank a lot. One of the things that I can say um, that this experience of the pestilence has also taught is it has really cultivated a spirit of gratefulness. Grateful to have the divine guidance that we have been given in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Grateful for the believing family. Grateful for my husband and our children and just the things that we are doing as a family. You know, grateful for Allah sparing us because one thing my husband didn't mention, although we did get COVID and Allah uh, pulled us through um, one of my family members who we actually contracted COVID from actually made his transition from COVID. So we have been spared and we are very, very, very grateful to Allah in the person of Master Farah Muhammad for that grace, for that mercy, you know. And so, you know, no matter what believing family, you know, know that we um, should always remain grateful just be grateful we may lose jobs from the pestilence but be grateful we may lose family members from the pestilence but be grateful be grateful for everything that allah has given us and continues to give us and continues to spare us from so that would be my my closing remarks and i thank you so much for this beautiful opportunity assalamualaikum Wow, oh, brother Hashim. Well, uh, I don't know. I just went on mute. The enemy trying to mess with me. Anyway. <laughs> brother Anthony, well said. Sister Karima, thank you for those wonderful closing comments. Same thing, brother Michael and sister Nequa. Closing comments, anything you want to impart on our uh, audience? Yes, sir. Um, first, I would also like to thank the student minister regional um, brother Abdul Sharif Muhammad uh, for allowing us to come on this beautiful platform to be able to express uh, our, I would say success <laughs> in being married uh, through this pestilence from heaven. Mm -hmm. um, and also I'd like to thank uh, Brother Anthony and Sister Karima mm -hmm. for your beautiful responses. Wow. One of the things that I love, love, love about the Nation of Islam is that you can look at two individuals and you can have no idea how long they've been together. That's true. You also cannot tell how long the teachings have been running through someone's veins mm. in this beautiful nation. Mm. <laughs> it is amazing how Allah works and shines his light through all of us. And I'm just so thankful. Mm. Um, 
to be able to see that from my brother and my sister, uh, to be able to express that to the viewing audience and to give whatever guidance that you could take from me, take from my responses from whatever I may have said or, or maybe I didn't say that is encouragement for you going forward for those who are looking to be married or are married. Yes, ma'am. Wow. That's the bucket. <laughs> but um, I also like to thank student regional minister, Brother Abdul Zarif Muhammad, um, Brother Hashim, Brother Kashta, and absolutely Brother Anthony and Sister Karima Muhammad, because I learned from them a tremendous amount um, today. Actually, you know, it just, it was like a whole new uh, fuzzy feeling that y'all just, y'all, y'all talk to me, you know, it's like, oh, I love you, baby. You know, it's kind of like doing at a wedding. You like, you know, you married, but it's like after seeing someone else's wedding, it's like, oh, I love you, you know? So that's how I feel right now. And um, there's something I just wanted to, to say, you know, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the lecture, he said, and I um, bring this up often, he said, you know, the woman is the key to the new world order. She is the key to the kingdom of God. He said, at the core of the woman, she is light. He said, anytime you see something spinning in the universe, there is a greater light spinning it, causing it to rotate. And I want us to understand that because Sometimes us as men, we like to uh, push them, you know? We, we think the enemy done made us such a fool in how we think, brothers, that we, we wanna put them behind us and we wanna put them to the side. We disregard their mind. But the reality is, brothers, and that's something I have learned and I'm so thankful to Allah that I was able to discover some part of it early in my development is that she is light and she's rotating all around me. And I have to know that it ain't me so much that's doing the rotating. Oh, I, that's because I did this, because it was me that did this. Brother, 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 slow down. She's the second self of a lie. Yes, we know you got to. We ain't taken from ourselves, but there is a power that we got to admit to that is working with her personally. And I have to, when I look at her, I know that Allah the greatest light in the universe over the sun is rotating her for me to benefit off of. And in the beginning, there was the word and the word became flesh and it dwelled among men, right? Well, how did that word become flesh? Somebody had to do it. Somebody was the seed spreader. So for me, I'm just honored and thankful to know that the teachings always make you look at the next one, the other one. It makes you look at self, but it makes you look at each other with that great love and that great appreciation. So in this marriage, I love to know that I'm married to light and not my light, but God's light. Praise, Praise me. Come on now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for your closing comments. I know the audience love it. I can see them coming in right now. There you go, uh, in the chat showing their appreciation for you. So we appreciate the both of you for being on the show today. And uh, Brother Anthony and Sister Karima, we've, we've had you before. And, and to both couples, come back as many times as you'd like to. So uh, with that said, we're now 
moving into the portion of the show where we would like to hear some wisdom, some guidance, some teachings from the man himself, the student of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So if the tech team could allow us, we'll screen the lecture, Keys to a Successful Marriage, uh, and we were picking up from that from week to week to week. And so now we will show that at this time. Thank you, family. Assalamu alaikum. Good morning, family. So now he's gone to mess up somebody else's daughter. And here you are with a child. Now look, sister, you deserve a man to help you raise your children. You deserve that. That little life coming on the planet deserves a father somewhere to look after its needs as well as a mother. But when the man doesn't have any respect for you, just has a relationship with you and gives you a child, then runs off, you're stuck with a new life. Half the time, you love the baby, but you don't love the baby like you should. Because it's very difficult to love a child when you don't love the one that gave you the child. You got to struggle. I mean, you, you will do what you can for it. You know what I mean? But don't interfere with my life. Where you going? I'm going to the party. And what about your baby? Later. <laughs> See, you don't want to give up for your new life because you're not satisfied. I mean, it's a sad set of circumstances. Free love is not good. I know, I know, man. we're all under the biological temptation to experiment. But I think if God blesses us to learn how to eat, to live, and learn how to fast, and learn how to discipline ourselves, we would be much better off if we can discipline ourselves to abstain until Anyway, he wanted pleasure. He didn't want a family. So now he's gone to mess up somebody else's daughter. And here you are with a child. Now look, sister, you deserve a man to help you raise your children. You deserve that. That little life coming on the planet deserves a father somewhere to look after its needs as well as a mother. But when the man doesn't have any respect for you, just has a relationship with you and gives you a child, then runs off, you're stuck with a new life. Half the time, you love the baby, but you don't love the baby like you should. Because it's very difficult to love a child when you don't love the one that gave you the child. You got to struggle. I mean, you, you, you will do what you can for it. You know what I mean? But don't interfere with my life. Where are you going? I'm going to the party. And what about your baby? Later. <laughs> See, you don't want to give up for your new life because you're not satisfied. I mean, it's a sad set of circumstances. Free love is not good. 
I know, I know, man. We're all under the biological temptation to experiment. But I think if God blesses us to learn how to eat to live and learn how to fast and learn how to discipline ourselves, we would be much better off if we can discipline ourselves to abstain until God enriches us out of his grace with a man that will honor and respect you. Now I'm going to close. <clears throat> the most important part of any marriage is not the marriage itself, but it is the approach to the marriage. The courting experience is one in Islam where a man and a woman must determine whether or not we are suited for marriage. In Islam, you don't say he, um, how do you call it, sue for breach of contract or breach of promise. <laughs> you can't do that in Islam. <clears throat> because as long as a man has nothing to do with you sexually, then you are not obligated to him and he's not obligated to you. During that courting period, that's the time when the man and the woman must be as open and honest to find out all you can about that individual. You'll never find it all out, but you will at least know enough to know whether you're making the right decision. When you go to court, the object of court is to display the evidence upon which a judge will make a decision. This is why you are called, uh, when two people are in love, they say they are courting. That's what it means. They are deciding based upon the evidence whether there's sufficient evidence there to justify making that big step. And that's a serious part of any relationship between a man and a woman whether the woman or the man is really worthy. And sometimes, you know, we get so scared because we feel, oh, I got a man that likes me and I don't want to let him go. Somebody else will get him and yes. been so long, you know, and, but something tell me the man ain't right, you know what I mean? You better let that fella go. You know, Nat King Cole said, is better to be by yourself if you're with somebody that is actually going to take you to hell with them it's better to be by yourself don't ever be afraid to give up something that is worthy of being given up because there's always something better for you somewhere if you're patient enough to wait i wonder do you believe that okay so we'll close by saying to the sisters and to the brothers, you know, the success of our marriages is the success of the nation. Yes, sir. We must not have high divorce rate in Islam. God hates divorce. Yes, he permits it, but he 
hates it because you could have made it if you only got past the hump. You run out on each other too soon. Stop it. Fight it out. I don't say fight it out this way. I mean struggle with it. Those of us who will not struggle with one another in marriage, how will we struggle with one another for the sake of the unity of us as a people? And you just came in this mosque, you meet women, and we meet men, brothers and sisters, that you never knew before. Now how are you going to have a relationship with each other that is sisterly? Well, I don't like that sister. I don't, that brother makes me sick. But now you're in a brotherhood together. What are you going to do? You can't deny a brother that God has chosen for you. You have to work with him. You have to work with a sister. Now, if you don't want to work with each other, you're impatient. You walk away from one another. Condemn each other. See, that's a sign to me that in your own life, you walk away from your husband, walk away from your wife when things don't go well because you walk away from each other when things don't go exactly as you think they should go later for you. That's not the approach. We're going to have to struggle to find unity as a people. And the struggle is with ourselves and with each other. So must we struggle to find unity as a husband and a wife. Those who do not wish to struggle will not find the joy of true union when it takes place. When a man and a woman have achieved that kind of union, it's one of the most beautiful things to behold. Because the two become actually one. They begin to look alike. You listen to them, they sound alike. This is true. They grow right in to each other. Yeah? One of them can be away from the other and feel the other. Sense what's going on with their mates. I mean, that's powerful. It can grow just like that. And you never worry about growing old because as the woman grows older, she may lose the form that she had as a teenager, but she grows into another kind of beauty that a teenager could never give you. Did you hear what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. The older she gets, she grows into another kind of beauty that needs to be appreciated. And let me tell you something. Most men that have a woman that's by their side for years and they give that woman up for a young, pretty child. You watch them after a while, see how miserable they are. Now the young girl was sure enough pretty. And she may sure enough be fine. But you see, to console that mind, takes more than a pretty face and a fine shape. Takes a woman who has grown 
to know that man. Growing older together is a wonderful thing. You ought to try it. <laughs> I think you'll love it. May Allah bless you. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum. I see a brother in the back, a brother over here. Where's the third? No sister? Oh, I see three. All right. I heard, saw a brother over here somewhere first. Where's the brother that raised it? Where? It was not related to the subject matter. Okay, we'll hold that one then. Yes, brother. In the Holy Land, or can that be done in the United States as well? Very good question. Question, I will repeat the question. You may be seated. In the Quran, it says a brother may have as many as four wives. Is that for the Holy Land, or can that happen in the United States of America? And when you say four wives, immediately women, black women in America, get totally upset. I don't have to say any more, right? <laughs> Wait a minute now, sisters. That brother asked a very good question. Yes, sir. And I think we have an obligation to answer it properly. I'm going to answer it very quickly. Polygamy in Islam is not the rule. Polygamy in Islam is the exception. Now, my brother, when we understand why polygamy was introduced, then we understand the Quran's teachings. Allah says in the Quran that one is better for you if you but knew. One is better for you if you but knew. Again, it tells you if you have more than one wife, you are to treat all of them with justice and it says and you cannot there'll always be one that you favor over the other and once you do that you set up hell in that house one is better for you if you but knew now look however now there is a however there, yes there is a however I want you to listen to this during the time of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, the men in Islam were forced to fight because the forces against Islam were so that they were bent upon the destruction of Islam. So after several wars, many of the males in the ranks of the Muslims were decimated. Their ranks were decimated. You had women with children who were like uh, widowers. You had a preponderance of females, a shortage of males. Now you have a social condition that could lead 
to two things because all of us have a biological need. Those social conditions when you have a preponderance of, of women and a small population of men, there's not enough men for the women. This puts the women in severe competition with each other for the men and it leads to prostitution and homosexual behavior. Prostitution is a scourge on society and homosexuality is that which is abominable in the sight of Almighty God and led to the destruction of the civilization called Sodom and Gomorrah and America is headed in that same path today. Now the question is, which one of the evils, and polygamy is an evil, which one does Allah tolerate as a means of balancing the society? He will never tolerate prostitution, and he will never tolerate homosexual behavior, so he tolerated polygamy to bring balance back to that society. Now, here's the way polygamy was, car was carried out. First of all, you have in the society women with children and no man. If the male had economic means, then out of his love for his brother whose life was lost for the cause, he marries the wife of his brother and looks after the children of his brother giving the woman a husband and the children a father. Now when you talk about polygamy in these terms, see people don't want that because they want to go out and get the foxes and have a harem full of young ladies. You understand what I mean? That's not the way that's supposed to go. Now if it's, you understand what I'm talking about. You're trying to give balance to a society that has lost its balance. Any way you do it is hard. Because the woman who wants to be the exclusive object of her husband's love, she now has to share him. Well, most of you are sharing him anyway, but you don't know it, probably. <laughs> Wait, did I say something wrong? Oh, God forbid. Now just this, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but... Seriously, though, there may come a time, sisters, and as you can see it now, women outnumber men. Our men are filling the jails, the insane asylums, and the armed forces because they have no job. So the army takes them away. Jails take them away. Drugs take them away, and here you are left, a woman with needs and not enough men, and then homosexuality coming up among our men so strong now. And this is why when you hear me speak against the image of Michael Jackson, or the image of, what's that other fellow? Oh, hell with boy George, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, Prince or some of these, I'm not concerned about boy George and white folks. They, uh,
boy George's on every corner and white folks won't be affected that bad because there's enough strong male images for white boys. We do not have strong male images for us. Every time we get a strong black leader, that, that leader is snuffed out. On the scene today, our people that are being pushed on the black public are those in music and those in sports and mainly the musicians and there's a tendency toward freakishness. You understand? So when a man don't want a woman, he wants another man. I don't care how pretty he looks. You understand? It should be an abomination to you who don't have enough men as it is. When you see a man and he's acting like another woman, you ought to be repulsed by that. Because every time they do that, they may take another young boy and make him into a little faggot. And before you know it, no, no, I'm serious, man. I'm serious. We get turned on by people in positions of influence. And when our little boys can walk around with uh, 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 sequin gloves and, 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 and curls running down their hair and talking soft and sweet. See, you're making a reason for polygamy. And before this is over, there will be bloodshed. We are not going to gain freedom without bloodshed. And some of us are going to pay that price. And I'm hoping that if I'm killed, leaving my wife and my children, that some brother of mine will say, I, I, I love Brother Farrakhan and he left a wife and children. Let me look after his wife and his children. That shows your love for me. And if something like that happens to you, we show our love for you by taking up the responsibility of your wife and your children. And then sisters show their love for each other by recognizing that this has to be in order for the society to come back to balance. And when it is back to balance, we go back to what is best. And what is best is one woman for one man. Yes, ma'am. Why is it that the Europeans rejected? <clears throat> um, her question is, she read about the Moors. Moors are black people who were under Islam from the 7th century to the 11th century they ruled. And these black um, brothers and sisters of Africa who were Muslims went up into Europe civilizing the Europeans. Now the Europeans uh, adopted a lot of the culture and civilization of the Moors, but they never accepted Islam. Islam is a strict teaching of righteousness and white folk don't have it.
Oh, praises due to Allah. Let's give it up once again for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Were it not for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, certainly we wouldn't even have this broadcast. We would have nothing to share as it relates to the rise of our people and especially the building of strong family life. We thank you, brothers and sisters, for tuning in once again to the Male-Female Relationship Series broadcast, the vision of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad, the Southern Regional Minister of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and let us heed the guidance coming from Almighty God today through the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We thank our wonderful guests for their, their opening up of themselves and sharing of their experience and their study of the life-giving teachings. We thank Allah for them. We hope that you enjoyed today's broadcast, and we ask for you to tune in once again, same time, same place every week, by the grace of Almighty God. Well, brothers and sisters, uh, at this time, we're going to go ahead and begin to close our program with our closing commercial and credits, but we thank you again on behalf of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad for tuning in. May Allah bless you all. Love you. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you, and thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Male and Female Relationship Series. It is our sincere prayer that something was said to benefit you in your spiritual growth and development and to serve as guidance for our relationships during these troubling times. This series is sponsored by Supreme Spring Water. Live Supreme, be Supreme, drink Supreme Spring Water. Call in your order today at area code 800 573-8033 and Rise Magazine Rise to the Peak of Greatness To subscribe or advertise visit our website at www.risemagazineco.com We also invite you to log on to www.abdulsharif.com where you will find the most recent books written by our host and moderator Abdul Sharif Muhammad Log on and get your personal copy of Is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan Divinely Guided and Is He Connected to the Wheel? And A Soldier in the Movement of Christ. Also, The Great Ambassador of Love, a book of rare photos that chronicles a soldier's journey with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Once again, we thank you for being a part of tonight's conversation and we invite you every Saturday from 5 p.m. till 7 p.m. for more of the Male and Female Relationship Series. Until then, we leave you with the greeting words of peace, of assalamu alaikum or peace be unto you. To every word I say, every word I say,
All praises due to Allah. We thank you again, family, for being on today with us. And we hope that something was said that caused a revolution of your thought or an elevation of your minds. And so we now would like to close as we began with prayer. Thank you. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praises due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, the Beneficent, the Most Merciful, Master of the Day of Judgment in which we now live. Thee do we serve and thee do we beseech for thine aid. O Allah, guide us on the right path, the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed favors, not the path of those upon whom thy wrath is brought down, nor those who go astray after they have heard thine teachings. Amin. Assalamu alaikum.